Hey, what's up, guys? It's Big Cat. Before you start listening to this episode, I wanted to let you know that we're running a special sale on all Barstool merch. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. What it is! This is the Macho Man Randy Savage. And this is Hard Factor. And there is no one that does it better right now. Yeah, no. But he does it better. I ain't repeating myself. Go ahead, tell me something right now. Yeah, and I'm living in a nightmare. And I'm not a racist. And I'm always cheering. Oh, yeah. Welcome to another episode of Hard Factor. It is Tuesday, October 8th. Top stories for the day. I'm going to do one about the U.S. pulling troops out of Syria. It also involves Turkey. It's a whole mess. So, Sounds delicious. Yeah. Sounds deliciously messy. Can I just say how much smarter you and Mark look right now? Yeah, we're going to dress the Our movement Everscroll glasses came in. They look fantastic. Yeah, I like it. I feel smarter. You got to weigh in, listeners. Are we smarter? Let, let Will and I know if we're smarter today. Oh, yeah. Well, I, it's a certainty that we are. You, you also need to uh, follow our Facebook page and our YouTube channel to make sure you can watch the full videos to see these Everscroll glasses in action. All right. Uh, so after Syria, Mark, Wes, and Pat will take us on a news buffet of other headlines. Let's get it going. So uh, Donald Trump isn't going to have to worry about Ukraine gate for a couple of days because he has pissed off. Most people working in American politics in both parties uh, with his surprise move to pull completely out of northern Syria, all of our U.S. troops um, and make way for a Turkish invasion into the country. So that, that doesn't mm. sound good. No. Yeah. He announced that on uh, Sunday night. So. It's good news for cats. They're really cat friendly in Turkey. Is that true? Yeah. Watch the movie Keddy. Oh, yeah. They have K- some K- cool. K- like, yeah. Yeah. yeah they're, they're only friendly to cats. It's good right. news to a lot of the families <laughs> yeah. of those troops. Yeah. And the families yeah, of the troops, that, yeah. That's yeah. true. And, and Wes, and Wes you, you got a point there. You may be thinking that bringing the troops home is good no matter what. And generally speaking, uh, it is. But the problem with this plan to bring home uh, 230 of our boys and girls is that the Turkish government is actively preparing to invade uh, Kurdish-controlled lands in northern Syria and considers the Kurds a terrorist group. The Kurds have been our primary allies in Syria who have been helping the United States combat ISIS and detain their prisoners. So uh, Turkish may be cool with cats, not cool with the Kurds. Um, right. And so as you might ISIS, imagine... ISIS, ISIS, who are actual terrorists. Mm-hmm. Right. And so as you may imagine, because we're turning our backs on our allies here um, and basically leaving them to the wolves, everybody uh, from Nikki Haley to Lindsey Graham, even Cocaine Mitch, have broken with Trump on this one. So no, I, I don't know not happy. anything about this whatsoever, uh, but I do know that Kurds is... Really close to nerds. So well, it also rhymes with turds. It's not a great name. Yeah, I don't know if, how I feel about them being our ally. I mean, again, I know nothing about this whatsoever. But if just putting that out there. If they're helping us with ISIS, good for them. You're right. Okay. But, and, and birds. But Kurdish, <laughs> yeah. Birds. Yeah. Expert analysis. But they were our allies. Uh, so many people are upset about it. Trump, though, has stayed committed to his stance, saying on Monday that he campaigned on bringing soldiers home, and that's what he's going to do, even if it means leaving Syria in the hands of potentially adversarial countries like Turkey, Iran, and Russia. And so what 
the reason that Iran and Russia are involved is because the Kurds may turn to Syrian President Assad for protection from Turkey, and he is in an alliance with uh, Iran and Russia. That so, campaign on bringing troops yeah, home. Yeah, that's not a great position for the Kurds. Oh, that they're in the worst pickle imaginable. It's like them and Hong Kongers, like one one A, one B in terms of shitty positions right now. At least oh, yeah. they got AC in Hong Kong. No way the Kurdish have air conditioning. You and your AC. Yeah. It's Probably the most fewer AC. It's the most important yeah. thing yeah. To, to to have peace in the world. You know. Well, I mean, you, you guys should know. I mean, look at the garage. There's this a reason true. Mark and I fight like once a week. It's fucking hot in here. Yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be a okay in the winter. <laughs> Best buds in the winter. <laughs> All right. So, like I said, Trump announced he was withdrawing our troops on Sunday night after Turkey had already announced their plans to invade Syria. And it leaves many in both parties feel like we've just given away our position in Syria for absolutely nothing in exchange, while knowing that many innocent people who have been our allies will suffer. And like I said earlier, Trump did get President Erdogan of, of Turkey to take our 2,000 ISIS prisoners in the region off our hands, and he says that he's going to economically punish Turkey if they commit any human right, rights violations on the Kurds. But at this point, everybody's pretty skeptical that he'll ever actually stand up to certain dictatorships like the Saudis, uh, you know, Erdogan in Turkey, and Putin in Russia. So we've got an old-fashioned standoff on our hands in the Republican Party, and we're going to have to see how it plays out. Well, let me ask you a question. When you say take those prisoners off our hands, what do you think that really means? I yeah, I mean, there's there's been some uh, unnamed. Oh, he misread uh, it. He misread it. He meant he take their heads off, <laughs> take their hands off their heads. with their own hands. Yeah, with their- <laughs> I mean, he's just handing them over. He's like, he's like, here's the keys to two thousand prison cells. So that's basically what's happening. There. Kill these guys. Yeah, yeah, or or let them free. Who knows what they're gonna do? Hopefully not that. Have you ever seen um, Robin Hood? It's Mm-mm. like the prison in Robin Hood. Mm-mm. What's the that? Kevin Costner one. So ah, not great. No, it's not good. <laughs> not yeah. as good as the animated one. Yeah, way better. Um, I'm not familiar, but yes, With probably exactly like that. Love that uh, taking it to the internet, uh, we've got famed televangelist, mega pastor, and evangelical Christian leader Pat Robertson, who was appalled by Trump's decision to withdraw U.S. troops from northern Syria, and he says, "Quote." The president of the United States is in great danger of losing the mandate of heaven if he permits this to happen, unquote. So right now, Trump has the magical mandate of heaven that nothing he can do is wrong because heaven mandates it. And Pat Robertson says it's so, but this could potentially take it away. He must be pretty serious about this decision because big risk l- losing the mandate of heaven is pretty risky. Huge yeah. risk. He must be pretty convicted. Yeah. Have you even thought this through? Yeah. Pat Robertson also called all uh, non-Christians termites and probably thinks that Mike Pence goes easy on the gays. Well, yeah. he just maybe just meant that termites are pesky. Yeah. He's, he's intense, but he... By a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's intense, but he does uh, draw a lot of water in the evangelical community. So that is a group that Trump probably does not want to piss off heading into another election. That's true. Pat Robertson probably walks around the pearly gates and like does his own vetting after he makes it there. Are we sure that these guys aren't gay? Are we these sure guys here? <laughs> this guy looked at me a little gay. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't know because I've never had a. But... So, sorry, we've got our own guy, uh, man in the gates, Pat. Anyways, let's take it to the news buffet. Something gay about this one. Daily news. That baby juicy taste. Oh, yeah. You may remember last week us mentioning the Liz Warren affair with the 24-year-old bodybuilding competitor Marine the day before that ridiculous press conference occurred, or I think it may have been like the morning of that press conference. Yeah. We mentioned it. We also predicted that it was clearly just complete bullshit. 
And that was complete bullshit. But I have a political sk- sex scandal here for you that does not appear to be bullshit, guys. All right. You ready? Yeah. Really hoping that was going to pan out. You ready? Yeah, that was, that was, that was <laughs> a long shot there, Wes. Wes. I was hoping there was video, too. He's a bodybuilder. Liz oh, Warren man. was probably hoping that was going to pan out. She's like, I've been fucking a 24-year-old Marine. Uh, freshman Minnesota rep. Representative Elon Omar is getting a divorce. That what much we know. Omar cited irretrievable breakdown of the marriage relationship, and she's seeking joint custody of her three children with current husband, Hirsi. So that's wow. always sad when there's like a divorce involving kids. Hopefully they do get joint custody, do the co-parenting thing, all is good there. Not they've already brother. divorced once before. This is not the brother thing. Right, but this is the yeah. guy she was her married to before, husband. the alleged brother. Right. In between and then got that, back. With that caused a wrinkle potentially. And then they got back together. Now, this is what caused the wrinkle this time. Omar is accused of having an affair with political aide Tim Minette by his now estranged wife, Dr. Beth Jordan Minette. And if we know anything about doctors, they're pretty smart. So I'm going to go ahead and, and believe her. Uh, and Always wearing ever scrolls. Exactly. Well, I'm, I'm <laughs> telling you, it's probably true. I don't let and anyone touch my body unless they have ever scrolls on. Yeah. <laughs> really? It's true. It's true. You like to get fondled by smart people? Yeah. I mean, if, if I'm letting a doctor inside me, oh, they better be doc- wearing ever Specifically a doctor, not a lover. No, yeah, doctor. Doctor, lover. Okay. He likes smart people, too, though. All right. And there have been reports that the 38-year-old <laughs> Manette um, had been uh, seen getting up and close and personal with Omar, including holding hands with her at secluded Italian restaurants mm. in Planta del Rey, California, all the way back in March. Jordan Manette, 55, the doctor, says in divorce documents that her husband told her in April of this year that he and Omar were romantically involved and that he was in love with Omar. So, the, not, yeah, that, that's bad. Yeah, that's a, that'll, that'll seal the deal on a, on a divorce. That's a, that's an irretrievable, as Omar put it, uh, type right. thing. Um, Manette is a campaign fundraising uh, expert guy, consultant. He previously worked for Minnesota Congressman Keith Ellison as his national finance director, so he likes to work in Minnesota. Omar's campaign paid Manette's company, the E Street Group, over 250k in consulting fees and travel expenses last year, and clearly some of that money went to crap where you eat a fair hotels and dinners. Getting his D-dubbed with yeah. that oh, cash. Yeah. Fly him in. She's like, well, let's just pay more for the nicer uh, room with the spa. Fly him on in. Yeah. I can't. I'm in yeah. Oregon. You can't get all up in this because I'm in Oregon. I'll be right not, there. Not only that, but uh, if you uh, were paying attention there, paying his group, consulting group, the E Street Group, he's, he's her lobbyist. Right. Mm. He's a lobbyist. She home wrecked her a lobbyist of hers. Also and is, some... is home wrecking herself to be with a lobbyist. That's like on the scale of sleazy things you could do during your first congressional term. That is probably like number one or two. I don't also, know how much boning a lobbyist home wrecking their marriage to home wreck yours with the lobbyist. That's I mean, that's that's some um, it's sleazy without the lobbyist. It's also a rip off name of the E Street band. Yeah, I, I think there might be some Bruce Springsteen right. r- relations here. I'm going to check into this guys. Yeah. Bruce Springsteen's probably not happy about this. The boss. No, no word yet from predicted if they will have divorce markets for politicians in the future, although a Trump divorce market by a certain date would be absolutely banana pants in terms of volume predicted, so maybe we could talk business on that. Uh, what you can do is bet legally in all 50 United States on predicted several hundred markets they have available that are always changing and get a free $20 for going to www.predicted.org slash promo slash hardfactor20 and creating an account in less than two minutes and depositing at least $20 in your account. You hit 20 or more, we're going to give you a free 20 there. If you think you know what's going on and what's happening in the news and politics, you need to get on this. One new market you can bet on now is how many tweets will at real Donald Trump post from noon October 7th till noon October 9th. That's a market hard factor. Pat won $500 on last week, the two-day Trump market. 
Got any advice, Pat, on this one? Yeah, here's why this market fucking fucks. Uh, it's a short market. It's yes. two days, so it's a lot easier to predict. Uh, Trump's tweeting, I, I did the math, he's tweeting between like 15 and 20 times a day, tops. So right now I think he's at three tweets at the time of this taping of this show, and he's, it's really only like one, one and a half days left. He is. He did hit 180 tweets this last seven-day period, so he's averaging like 25 ish tweets but he's not hitting like he's regularly not hitting more than 30 tweets and like you mentioned he's only at three at the time of the recording which is like very very very, very late in the day we don't think he's going to get any more today leaving just october 8th and half of october 9th so the markets we're looking at here are under 39 tweets looking very strong and 40 to 49 the one right next to that as a it's not going to pass it would have to be a really ridiculous yeah. twitter storm day for it to break 40 he's not going to hit 40 tomorrow or today when you're listening uh, i i hedged my bets I, I split 250 dollars evenly between the two markets getting 630 shares in each so if i hit either of those markets under 39 or 40 to 49 i more We're than double my money and i'll show you the tweet to prove it um anyways there you go we've been uh, batting about 75 percent on trump tweet markets uh, that we've suggested so Take our advice or take your own advice and win some fucking money by making bets right after listening to our podcast here. And then uh, we can all just be like one big happy rich family laughing at the news together. One more time, that's www.predictit.org slash promo slash hard factor 20. The news is predictable, so get on this shit. All right, guys. I assume at this point in our old and degenerate lives, we have all had a car towed a time or two, uh, whether out of sheer laziness. Um, A.K.A. being too hungover to go get your car from a place you knew it was going to get towed from. Just lying uh, to yourself yeah, that exactly. it's not going to get towed. Right, yeah. Yeah, they don't tow on Sundays. They're, the bartenders are real nice there. Yeah, um, They don't want me been, to drink and drive. It's been a while for me, but uh, definitely in college I got towed like regularly. Yeah, I have an awesome college tow story. I'll tell it. Can we tell it? Yeah. All right, so we actually had a, a big party at my apartment complex. Amazingly, someone um, went in in the middle of my party that was indoors and outdoors and Mark's stole. Mark's party? Well, yeah, I had four, three or four guys living there. It was like frat-related type thing. We had a lot of people. I, it's hard to, for me to believe you even drink when you're wearing those Everscrolls. That's true. Let me take them <laughs> off of the story. Um, Thank you. They're off. There uh, it is. So we're, we're, the we, you know, we're up till all night and everything. And long story short, uh, the next day my car's towed. I'm like, did it, what did I do? I thought I was at my home the whole time. Uh, get to the bottom of it, find it at the tow place. Uh, I'm missing my sticker from my apartment complex, which I owned, and it was on the back of my car. Someone broke into my car and stole my sticker. Turned out to be a guy that was fucking a girl that lived in the apartment complex, and he needed it because he was a guest, and there were no guest spots because we were having parties and shit. So he went in my car, <laughs> which I guess I didn't lock, stole my sticker, put it in his car, and then parked around the corner in the apartment complex. And then I, I went to the cops in, in Blacksburg, and I was like, what do I do? Here's what happened. They found the guy because the thing was like traceable, uh, brought him in, uh, called his mom, and then called me in and said, uh, do you want to press charges against him? Or like we talked to his mom, he wants to settle with you out uh, out of this. And I was like, oh, are you guys cool with me settling with him? He was, they were like, absolutely. We don't want to deal with all this shit. <laughs> so I called this kid. We meet at a 7-Eleven. He turned out to be like a rich Persian kid, drove up in like a brand new BMW. And I was like, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm getting some money Looking out of this. Chops. Yeah, I, I, I was like, I was like, uh, you know, I missed a quiz the next day. And uh, oh, it cost, quiz, me, a, cost me a letter grade. He was Big like, deal, buddy. He was like, how much, he was like, how much does the towing thing cost? Like $200, but I missed a quiz. He was like, he was like how much is it going to cost me? It was like 750 bucks. Writes a check for 750 at the 7-Eleven. <laughs> I immediately cash it, and then I have booze for the next month. He's like, sucker, I would have yeah. paid 15 Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, no, he would have. He, he had the checkbook ready. Yeah, yeah. 
That's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, there's nothing worse than like <laughs> searching for the fucking sign that lets you know which piece of shit towing company has your car. And I get it. If you don't want your car towed, follow the rules. Only person to blame for your car being towed is usually you, right? Uh, well, that's not the case in a lot of times. Some tow truck companies use predatory tactics like using spotters to tow you immediately after you leave, um, like five minutes. Some fuck uh, with huge, uh, some, some fuck you with huge storage fees. So they tow oh, yeah. your car and they charge you like 50 bucks for like an hour. And then like multiple days. Every day it costs yeah. you extra dollars. Yeah, it can, it can yeah. get expensive. Oh, um, it's very days is terrible. Yeah, yeah, it's very shady business, and people generally hate tow truck drivers, especially if you happen to come across a dude in the act of trying to steal your car when all you want to do is get in it and drive drunk home after a long night. Tough game. Um, yeah, and it can turn ugly. And unfortunately, a 24-year-old man, uh, Maryland man, to the suburbs just outside of D.C., is now being charged with second-degree murder of a 41-year-old tow truck driver after the two got into a fight over a, uh, a towing. Uh, so apparently, 24-year-old Damian Howard came across 41-year-old Tariq Butler in the process of towing his car and the two fought about it and Howard got Butler in a chokehold and he just wasn't I guess skilled in, in jujitsu enough to know when to age. let go yeah. um, and he just strangled him to death he uh, how could he how could he not realize he had like passed the guy out like yeah. or, or uh, I mean because he was in a blind drunken rage probably mm -hmm. I don't know yeah, most like chokeholds end in a pass out Right, right. yeah, exactly. And the guy's just and like... And then an orgasm. That's like holding on to the hold an extra 10 seconds. Yeah, well, the cops, right. when the cops came, they had to like tell him to release the guy like he was a fucking pit bull or something. He was like, still, still holding him? him? Yeah. Just holding yeah. a dead body? Yeah, yeah. so... Oh, waiting yeah. on that orgasm. Yeah, yeah. pretty... This guy pretty, should go to jail for a long time. I mean, it sounds like this guy, this was going to happen. The 24-year-old is going to do something like this eventually. You can't just, you know, strangle a guy. Oh, and the 24-year-old that leaves his car in tow-away <laughs> zones and then murders the tow driver? Yeah, he's probably going to commit crimes. Yeah, named Damien. Yeah, so unfortunately, the officers tried a matter of time. They tried to do CPR on the man. He was rushed to the hospital, but died an hour later. That's terrible. Um, That's so, terrible, yeah. Just, yeah. Fuck, don't, don't fight with a tow truck driver. Guy. It's not worth it. And, you know, shit like this can happen. All right, guys. Nevada is embracing its state slogan, Battle Born, when it comes to fighting the ever-growing problem of zombie deer that has ravaged uh, roughly 24 states. Oof. Yeah, zombie deer, of course. Now is it's a, all up in Nevada? Oh, it's close. Nevada's trying to do all they can to make oh, sure it doesn't get in there. Smart. Yeah, zombie deer's Ooh. a slang term, of course, guys, for CWD, or chronic wasting disease, which coincidentally has plagued the men of hard factors weekends for the better part of the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. No, that's chronic wasted disease. And I'm kidding. It plagued. It's plagued our weekdays, too. Still wasted. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> CWD's symptoms in deer and elk include, guys, a lack of fear of humans, creepy, lethargy, and emaciation. So when, when these symptoms are seen in humans, they're usually associated with being an American apparel model and are relatively harmless. But in hoofed right. mammals, it can really decimate entire populations. So That's a good point. In an effort to protect their deer from the fate suffered by animals in their border state of Utah, Nevada is locking down its borders. Yeah, Nevada lawmakers this Are year. Are you sure they just don't want nerds in? They very co could be nerds. Well, so and the state no started Utah. by breaking off from Utah because they didn't right. want to be a part of the Mormon church. So. Of the nerds. Yeah, they wanted Utah. prostitution. <laughs> the lawmakers in Nevada this year, uh, they banned bringing certain animal body parts into the state altogether. That, that includes uh, the brain and spinal cord, which uh, contain large can contain large concentrations of prions, which is how the disease is spread. So, uh, I'm sorry, you, you can bring your deer, but you're going to have to leave its brain and spinal cord oh, in Idaho. Oh, damn it. Yeah, so you got <laughs> to get, get your taxidermy done out of the state. Exactly. That must be hard to enforce. Like, we, are they like, scanning? They, they have checkpoints. Boxes every cooler. for brains? Yeah. They're like... like they're like tapping on the deer's dead head. That doesn't sound hollow. I got to be honest. If you're a cop, it's probably pretty easy to identify who's got a dead deer in the back of their right. vehicle. <laughs> 
It's not hard to spot. Utah on the vote. No, it's okay. I I sucked its brains out before I got here. (laughs) Yeah. But guys, this this does bring up a really important question. If if you do end up eating a piece of tainted deer meat and you suddenly find yourself growing antlers and hooves and wandering around the forest with a pack of zombie deer, who's going to take care of your family? And that's where Policy Genius comes in. Policy Genius is an easy way to shop for life insurance online. In minutes, you can compare quotes from top insurers to find the best price possible. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and the red tape. Uh, and Policy Genius just doesn't just make life insurance easy; they can also help you find the right home insurance, auto insurance, and disability insurance. You're gonna need all that if they're zombie deers. They're gonna wreck your cars. Yeah, they might even have some sort of insur- insurance for like hunt insurance in case the Nevada game warden tells you you. You got to leave your hunting bounty in this in in this other yeah. state. Well, yeah. and they're gonna come and like rub their antlers all over your house. They're gonna fuck your house up. We yeah, don't want that. They're gonna that. fuck your house up. They're yeah. gonna fuck your car up. They're, they're like a bunch of you. homeless, dirty deer out there. Yeah. Exactly. Don't eat them. This October, guys, take the scariness out of buying life insurance with Policy Genius. Go to policygenius.com, get quotes, and apply in minutes. You can do the whole thing over the phone right now. Policy Genius is the easy way to compare and buy life insurance. Mm, thank you, thank you for that smooth segue. Of course. Yeah. Also, right. um, where I'm at, I don't see too many deer, so I feel pretty safe from the zombie deer. A lot more wild horses where I am. than the deer. I'm glad you guys are taking care of the problem before it gets there. Smart. Yeah. Preventative actions, yeah. Will. All right, guys. We have another <laughs> like disastrous. Well, preventative as opposed to reactive. Exactly. Yeah. You gotta be... We're basically just putting a condom around the whole state of Utah. Love that. Which really, honestly, can we be honest? It needs that. Good call. All right, guys, we have another disaster. They're just soaking all the time. I'm going to try for the fourth time. All right, we have another disastrous wedding story for you. I feel comfortable reading these stories as an authority on marriage since I am myself happily married. Thank you. Thank you. And I've also officiated and wed multiple couples, including good friends of Hard Factor in Texas and a loving couple of strangers at the Cannabis Cup in Flint, Michigan, to a live crowd. Um, I'm also a humble authority on marriage to boot, so you're wow. welcome. You know a lot about marriage. That's true. Mm-hmm. I do. Uh, this one's a sad, <laughs> a sad one, but a romantic one, guys. A Texas groom robbed a bank the day before his wedding to pay for his fiance's ring and the cost of the venue, according to police. So I guess he just kept telling his fiance, I'm going to get you that ring. Yeah. It's going to be a surprise ring. Well, good. So you better fucking get it. Yeah. Did he, what kind of ring did he have beforehand? Was it just like Nothing. nothing? Nothing. nothing. Just oh. a promise. Um, so Heath Bump, hey, which is really all that matters. You got to hear this guy's name, Heath Bumpus of Crockett, Texas. <laughs> the Bumpus is dogs. Heath Bumpus, uh, <laughs> Crockett, Texas, is about 120 miles north of Houston. By the way, he robbed the Citizen State Bank in nearby Groveton on Friday morning, the day before his wedding, according to Trinity County Sheriff Woody Wallace. Also a pretty good name for a sheriff. Bumpus <laughs> went into the local bank indicating he had a weapon and demanded money. Then while he was getting away in his car with the stolen cash, Bumpus got a call from his fiance where she told him that she'd just seen surveillance footage of him robbing the bank on a local police Facebook. So oh, he was no. caught like an hour, <laughs> less than an hour later by oh, his no. fiance. <laughs> She called him and was like, what are you doing? He's like, just driving around. She's like, "Do you have? Ca- did you rob the bank? Do you have cash? <laughs> and he's like, oh, shit. And uh, so she found him. So she also then convinced Bumpus to turn himself in. Um, he did. He, convinced, he confessed in full to Houston police. The wedding scheduled for the next day, Saturday, didn't happen. Damn. And here's, here's how we know, because, uh, quote, no wedding took place that I know of. It didn't happen in my jail. Said Sheriff Woody. Uh, so not a lot, not a lot of room for love in Sheriff Woody's heart. All that space is occupied by enforcing the law and helping provide justice. He's he still has Bumpus locked up, yeah. and he said that Bumpus isn't allowed any visitors. I feel mm, like the bank bank needs to drop the charges. Yeah, Bumpus is just sitting in jail, having the worst anxiety attack, like a six day anxiety attack. 
Yeah, they gave him one call on the rotary phone. They won't even let his like fiance or anyone come visit him. Um, did he get did he get married? Let me check. Hey, Bumpus. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, unless that unless your wife's that metal framed bed. <laughs> yeah, uh, not on my watch. Poor Bumpus. I, I mean, no. you got to feel for that guy. He was just trying to do the right thing. Yeah, a guy with that big a heart and that funny of a name, he'll be fine. <laughs> All right, guys, one of the freakiest-looking Instagram stars in the world, uh, Sahar Tabar, S-A-H-A-R-T-A-B-A-R, we'll post a picture on the blog, who models her looks after a ghostly and zombie-ish Angelina Jolie. Uh, you just got to see this thing. It's it's disturbing. Um, she basically looks like you're Tim... Un- you're underplaying. Tim Bur- I, I, I am. I mean, it's... It's, it's another it's level of fucked up. It yeah. is. It's weird. She looks like Tim Burton's corpse bride. Uh, she, yeah. orig- she originally became famous in 2017 when her appearance freaked everyone out, the yes. whole world. And news outlets reported she had over 50 cosmetic surgeries, a theory that was later debunked by the star, saying it's all makeup and Photoshop. Um, but I've seen videos what? of her, no. and I don't know. No. I don't yeah, know. No. It's no. not all makeup is, and Photoshop. No. It's yeah. 80% sur- surgeries and a touch of makeup. Yeah. What was, what's that like, girl at, like, from Creepypasta where you scroll down? It's like that horrifying face that's been around, like the viral thing. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-mm. Anyways, it's like this girl with the long white face and like sunken. In oh, I know what you're talking about like yeah. the urban legend thing, right? Like mm. it's the new version of that. It, w- it was like uh, the Jack the Killer before, and now it's this new girl. Well, she looks like this creepy pasta white faced freak yeah. with a tinge of Angelina Jolie, yeah. right? Like a, a little tiny bit. Yeah, just just yeah. look like her a up. De- like a dead Angelina Jolie, like right? A zombie yeah, exactly. Angelina she looks Jolie. like a dead Angelina Jolie, yeah. zombieish Angelina. Yes, yes. Yeah. Just look her up. But if you do, do so it on Angelina like a, Jolie. Do it on like a busy street <laughs> so in broad current daylight. Current day Angelina <laughs> Jolie. <laughs> 2019 Angelina. Yeah. Inside, I mean, uh, inside. Just don't look her up right before bed. Whatever you do. Um, anyway, she has been arrested for blasphemy in her home country of Iran, where free speech isn't exactly a thing. Uh, she has been charged with uh, blasphemy, promoting violence, illicit education, uh, promoting corruption. And Amongst the youth and insulting the Islamic veil, a.k.a. the popular hijab garb that women wear around their heads and, and faces. And you do not insult the hijab in, in Iran. You do nothing. Uh, the point of this story is that Iran is no place to be if you want to express yourself in any way um, other than how you are told to express yeah, yourself. Yeah, because she looks gross, but I mean, she shouldn't be arrested for it. No. Well, um, she would be ostracized a bit in Austin, Texas. In Iran, mm-hmm. she was blasphemy was was right around the corner any day. She's just her. making life harder for everyone, having to look at her. Yeah. It's that bad. It's it true, is. but it's not a crime. Uh, no. No, it shouldn't be a crime to just tell well, you Well, apparently look. it's blasphemy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, Have you seen yourself? This is blasphemy. Yeah. So blasphemy. don't look at me. I mean, in, in Iran, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube are all banned. People have been arrested for dancing to "Happy" by Pharrell Williams on YouTube. A young girl was arrested for Stop dancing. Stop being to... so fucking happy. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'll what... put this song on you. Yeah. It's called "Sad." Yeah. <laughs> it's be quiet. Um, Iran just sounds like a terrible place to be a human, really. And she was basically arrested for being too weird over there. Yeah. Um, is what happened. Fuck. Tough, tough, tough well, place for look, her to Look at the blog, and you'll, you'll see what we mean. All right, guys. An, invi- an invisible woman was escorted off a Delta flight on Saturday morning after the airplane's instruments interfered with her invisibility, and she was discovered to be on the plane without a ticket or identification of any kind. How'd Wait, that's happen? not right. The woman wasn't invisible at all, but she somehow boarded a plane with no credentials whatsoever. Uh-oh. She must have walked by a very satisfied gate agent as authorities forced her to exit the airport because if it wasn't invisibility, it must have been hand jobs. I mean, how else could this have happened? Mm. Yeah, the gate agent's like, I'm willing to lose my job. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got a theory about how it could happen. How? What do you think? She could just be super small and she like snuck in as an extra kid. 
like uh, in oh. both the TSA line and the airplane line. This is why you always want Will on your team when you're solving riddles. That was creative. Yeah. yeah. That was like yeah. that urban legend. Because you, know, you could see that shit happen clown. all the time. When you're at the airport, extra kids could just hop onto a family, no problem. Well, I got sure. a story that involves most of us here, uh, and it, it was involving sneaking in. On the 4th of July for the Washington uh, Nationals baseball team's first, like, home 4th of July game, I think their second yeah. year in 2006, we all got hammered, and for some reason we thought that the tickets would still be available. Someone someone gave us the tip. They're like, no, they're not sold out. Natitude. We, yeah, we, we, showed were, up. we were drinking Hurricane 40s in yeah. a minivan on the way got, to the stadium. Got to the stadium, <laughs> and we're already shirtless, <laughs> drunk on rollover America. And we all walked in, and they're like, what in the hell are you guys doing? We're like, we're here to buy tickets. They're like, they've been sold out for months. It's the 4th of July in Washington, D.C. on our first – Ever baseball teams Fourth of July. We're it like, made sense. We're like, that makes sense way. now. What mm-hmm. do we, but what do we do because we're two hurricanes in? And yeah. so um, Will actually found a way in. Yeah, so lucky, first- lucky for us, the uh, the stadium workers were new too. Uh, yeah, so there was a, there was some vendors who were just like chilling at this entrance that was just like open, and they just turned their backs and walked away for yeah. a second. So I was just like, guys, we could just walk straight through here. Nobody's gonna stop us. And they didn't. Yeah. We just walked right in. So we all walked in, That's and uh, we all got in. We got fantastic seats and just jumped around, and got hammered, and they you know, yeah, lower level sitting next to like the vice president and whoever else was there. Uh, yeah, and shitty security guys brings me to my next point. Uh, of the story. The slippery lady, the one that got kicked off the plane, she told Orlando police that she'd thrown her ticket away and didn't have an ID. I mean, I can see getting through TSA because those guys give less fucks than terminally ill nihilists. And you Not can, all of them. Yeah, no, I know. But but you can pretty much hand job and finger blast your way through those cats pretty easily. You got to admit that. <laughs> but I feel, like, get, I feel <laughs> like little kids sneaking is easier. Okay, we, well, we know your theory is, and it's plausible, but it's fucking my story. Pat's just stretching <laughs> his fingers out. Yeah. But how do you get past the gate agent? Anyway, Delta, quote, apologized for the delay after a person not ticketed for that flight was removed from the aircraft. They, uh, they should have really fucking apologized because everyone had to get off board and go back through security oh, as a precaution. Oh, yeah, I back through security. I would have gladly security? done that in the end. Ooh. Fuck really? that, Wes. You would have been Are bitching. I would have been pissed, but I would have been like, yeah. oh, I would have been livid. That free would, ticket, terrible. Yeah, and Will, will yeah, Will would have brought down Delta Airlines if it was United, if it was his home yeah. base of United, <laughs> where, where he's a king. I'm going to talk to the f- fucking pilots I know. No, <laughs> I'm, right. I'm treated like shit. I've flown a lot, but I'm treated like shit on every airline, just like everybody else. There you go. Thank you. That's because that's, fe- that's your fetish, and you told them to do that to you. And that's going to do it for Hard Factor. Uh, hey, guys, we have full episodes uh, on YouTube and Facebook if you want to see uh, usually how sweaty we are, but today, how smart we look. So check those out. Mm. They're up uh, every day around uh, 1 o'clock Eastern. Uh, hey, we're going to do a power hour on 1031, which is Halloween. It's going to be spooky at Eastside Tavern in Austin, Texas. If you're around, come through. My costume's uh, arriving tomorrow. It's big time. Mm-hmm. The, I've got something special for my costume. Don't tell me. I want to I be surprised. Don't tell yeah. me. All uh, surprises, yeah. Pop the Clutch shirts are back in the merch store, y'all. So pop the clutch on one of those motherfuckers. Uh, oh, and we got a big-ass batch of stickers in. So if you've DM'd us your address, we'll be getting those sticky bastards in the mail tomorrow. And if you haven't DM'd us your address and you want some Hard Factor stickers, shoot us a DM on Instagrams or Twitters at Hard Factor News, and we'll we'll send you a little form to fill out so we can get your address, and we'll shoot those stickers out to you. Uh, these stickers are perfect for public bathrooms, private bathrooms, your laptop, or really anywhere. That bathrooms, you can, baby. Bathrooms, mostly, that you can use to help spread the word about Hard Factor. Uh, hey, give us a five-star review if you can. It really helps us a lot grow this thing. Uh, oh, and uh, have a great fucking day.